Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, there is nothing worse than seeing your child sick or in pain, especially if there's injections involved, which can, it can create anxiety. I know my little one, it, it does. But... What would happen if the child could get the injection and feel nothing? Well, this is exactly what doctors and psychologists have done in Crumlin, Crumlin Children's Hospital by mixing technology and hypnosis. Okay, so my next guest is a psychologist and clinical hypnotherapist who's here to tell us about just this medical breakthrough. Is that right, Jason? Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Is it a medical breakthrough? It's it's opening the door to bringing clinical hypnosis back into the medical profession, uh, which it was in, you know, a couple of hundred years ago. Um, And most people don't realise that, you know, the father of modern psychology, Sigmund Freud, was a hypnotist. That's where the sort of couch comes from when people have visions of the therapist's couch. And um, and what we did was myself and Donica O'Sullivan and Michael Barter, two doctors, as we joined together and we put together this hypothesis that could we use hypnosis because that reduces uh, anxiety and so on and so on, pain. Uh, for children and uh, we did a research project which we're happy to announce was uh, published in the Mayo Clinic last year which is the number one hospital in the world it's the biggest research thing in the world and it was published in that and it showed that in the case when we mixed virtual reality which was people watching me hypnotising them by children through virtual reality glasses uh, in the emergency department that 85% of the children felt less anxiety or didn't notice the needle going in after watching the hypnosis. What age are we talking here? Usually 8 to 15. Okay, okay. So there's a sort of, uh, you know, as I said, you can't really hypnotise children too young because they're not going to sit still and listen to it, you know. But with, you know, for anyone who has kids, you know how much time they spend on devices or on YouTube. Uh, So if you're able to put, so the idea was that we recorded using uh, special cameras a 3D way of them looking at me through the, the camera, through the, the goggles, the VR goggles. Yeah. And like I was hypnotising in a clinic, it was done through the goggles and the goggles they would put on and as they would go through this hypnosis session, after a couple of minutes, the nurse or doctor would put the needle in and most of the children didn't feel the needle go in or felt very little discomfort from the needle. What percentage again did you 85%. say? 85%. That's huge. Yeah, now it's a very small cohort. It was under 30 kids because obviously getting kids to do it in the first place and getting the medical, uh, the two doctors had to work within yeah. the triage and so getting it to do it. But it was an idea. Um, and also another way of looking at it, it, to look into this more, is that Netflix had just published a huge documentary called Hear My Voice, which is based, I think, in a French or Belgian hospital where all their procedures are done using hypnosis and not anaesthetic. So it's used, you you, uh, you do it with the VR machine? Yeah, in, the, in that in that cohort, we use it in the VR machine. In the clinic, the, in my clinic, the DR, D4 clinic, what we do is we record everything. So all sessions are recorded on people's phones. So even if it's for needles and you have to go to the doctor a week later, because I've had people who won't get a biopsy because they're afraid of needles. Is the needle phobia huge? Is that the, one of the biggest phobias you deal with? You know, it's funny... It, it, I can never even say the needle phobia is very popular. You get weird things in the clinic. You get people with a fear of feathers, people with a fear of seaweed. Motorway driving is a, is a huge thing. Yeah. A thing that we've worked on in the past 10 years is a thing called ARFED or selective eating disorder, which is you get kids in at maybe 21, 22 who eat nothing but chicken nuggets or chips or really plain food. And if you try to give them a banana, they would they want to eat it, but they can't. They start choking. And after a 15-minute session, they walk out eating fruit salads and things like that. It's, it's bizarre. It's the way the mind works. And it's really just about half the time giving people the confidence to do it. But the scale of stuff that we help people with, uh, as I said, including, you can see this here with needles, is just 
bizarre that the, and these affect people in a, such a affect their lives. I've had people who won't drive on a motorway and they live in Kerry and they will drive back roads to avoid the motorway. How many sessions are we talking? I mean, if, uh, you know, I, I, for example, have a fear of needles. Um, how, is it one session? Is it two? Does it depend on the individual? It depends on the individual and the state of it, uh, the state of the issue, how severe the issue is. But with technology, again, because we all have a smartphone, hypnosis is one of these things that you can record. It's not interactive. So you sit down in the chair and you listen to the hypnotist. You don't have to correspond like you would with a counselling session. Mm -hmm. So I find nearly all my therapy is one session because I record it. Uh, and they go home and they listen to it every day. So fear of flying, for example, is another big one coming into the summer. Uh, people will come in, do the session in the clinic, we record it, and they listen to it on the flight. So it's, it's how, very effective. How do you know you're in a hypnotic state, so to speak? What's happening in the brain? So the brain... Is just, it just clear? Yeah, no, you're... You know, without getting... Put it in sort of layman's terms. Yeah. What happens is, if you can imagine that your brain and your body and, and you as a human have all these defences up. The minute you wake up in the morning, you're defensive. It's just an animal thing. You know, you're aware of where you are in danger and so on. But when you're asleep, you're not. Now, people think, when you're asleep on the... Are you, are you asleep on the hypnosis? Are you awake? You're sort of in the middle. We always visualise it like an iceberg in the water and the top of the iceberg is the bit we can see. That's your personality. That's you wide awake. The bit when you're asleep is your unconscious completely opens up and you have dreams and it goes a little bit kind of crazy. But the mid in, in between, sort of just before you wake up in the morning, just before you go to sleep at night, that's sort of on the, sort of floating on the water, if you can imagine the iceberg. Your defences are down enough that allows you to relax and allows that sort of trap door between the unconscious and conscious to open and the suggestions to go in. And I describe it to people every day as, you know, if you've ever driven anywhere and you've got penalty points or you've seen a guard with a, with a camera, you always remember that stretch of road. You always remember the person didn't pay you for the job or the person that was unfaithful to you. You always remember something just kind of sticks in. It makes it your day different. That's your unconscious. Something becomes so heavy that it goes straight into the unconscious. So when you're really, really, really relaxed, I don't want to hypnotize you here, yeah. but if you're really, really relaxed, you, you'll just start sinking into a light trance, a light sleep. Your defenses go down because you're sort of half asleep mm. and it allows, and then because we, it's repetitive and repetitive, it's a bit like with your kids, yeah. you know, use your fork, flush the toilet, use your, eventually it just goes in and by doing it again and again and again, brain just takes it in and also it's a confidence thing you know if I'm telling you it's called the white coat effect if someone you know a doctor or a psychologist is saying you're going to get on the plane or you're going to take the needle and you're going to be absolutely fine you won't feel anything that's kind of a third of the battle because you're there going well he's he knows what he's talking about and he's saying it's going to be okay Are some people immune to hypnosis? Hypnosis is, is the most under it. you know what it is it's a bit like if you imagine you working in radio and, and how hard you guys work and but you see a movie about someone who works in radio and it's like Matthew McConaughey and it's all glamorous and fabulous and so on and so on. And you're going, God, that's not my day-to-day -day life. Hypnosis is the same. First off, people think it's what you see in movies. It's not. You know, stage hypnosis, which I do as well, what happens is it's based on a paradigm of the bell-shaped curve. 10% of the people are very suggestible. They don't want the people you see up on stage. 10% of people don't want to be hypnotized. They're not going to see me. That's fine. Most of us are in the middle. It's sort of, some people are highly suggestible, some people not so much, but most of us, 80% of us are in the middle, which means that clinical hypnosis will work for you, but you won't be getting on stage at a comedy show, for example. Okay. Okay, why is hypnosis not being used as anaesthetic in Ireland within the medical profession when it is used in other countries such as France. Yeah, it, it was it's, it was used here in the 60s, believe it or not, by a doctor called Jack Gibson in Bagot Street Hospital who performed apparently 6,000 operations using hypnosis as anaesthetic. And he passed away, I think, in the, in the 80s, 90s. Um, he was very well known and it's huge around the world. 
Ireland, you know, we don't know why. Because, as I said, if you look at the mental health crisis, you look at how difficult it is for people to get into to see therapists and yeah. so on. It's very expensive and it's, it's very time poor. You, you use a lot of time doing it. Whereas the likes of hypnosis can be used. As I said, you can have one session for anxiety. It can be recorded. You can do it a thousand times. You can use it for a thousand people even. But again, it's the image. Again, it's, it's sort of like, again, like I say, if you visualize the sort of archetype of a nurse, you have this image of, you know, white outfit and so on. And you go to a hospital, it doesn't look like that. It's because every cartoon, every TV show, use hypnosis, every movie. Hollywood has sort of taken hypnosis and say, oh, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the other. You can walk up to people on the street and wave your hand and do that. Yeah, you can, but only in a small percentage of people. As I said, it's completely misunderstood. In fact, you will use words every day to do with hypnosis you don't even realise. And most of us use the word mesmerised. Uh, that comes from a guy called Anton Mesmer, who's a hypnotist. You know, you know, we use the, the couch as therapists that comes from Freud, who was a hypnotist. Mm. But what happened was Hollywood has just taken it over. TV shows have taken over. And it's a great subject for writers. They can say, because you can literally say anything. Yeah. You can say, oh, they met a hypnotist and he got him to do this, that, that. And it, my kids watch, you know, if you're going back to our day, it's Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo meets somebody with spiraling eyes. It's always a sort of, even now, Captain Underpants has a, has a ring and he can... I wish it was that easy. It'd be mm. great. Make my job an awful lot easier if <laughs> I could just walk up and go sleep in the middle of the street to people. But it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So just for parents who might be listening or if you have a fear of something that's holding you back in your life, it, it is worth maybe looking into this? It is. As I said, we come across people every day in the clinic and it's it's basically people who've tried everything. And they come in and they kind of say, you know, we work mostly, a lot of the stuff we do is day-to-day -day stuff. Weight loss, we be very, you know, I've had someone hypnotize, ask me to hypnotize them to become a vegan because they just really wanted to become vegan. And, and yeah, okay, we can do a session on that. Anxiety, insomnia, hugely effective. Stop smoking, hugely effective. It can only help people with psychological issues, which aren't biological. In other yeah. words, it can't help people with Alzheimer's or cancer or things like that. But it's, it's, in, it's interesting to say it is a complementary therapy, not an alternative therapy. So, you know, it's not one of these type of therapies that people think, oh, I'm going to stop my you know chemotherapy and get hit. No, no, that's ridiculous. Don't ever do that. It has to be a complementary. So my undergrad and master's degree is was in psycho-oncology, helping cancer patients reduce their anxiety uh, using hypnotherapy. Yeah. And actually we used humour therapy as well, which, you know, I know it's your comedy background. People find that if they watch comedy, there was a huge research done on this in the 60s by a guy called Norman Cousins. If you watch comedy for 20 minutes, uh, people with rheumatoid arthritis in the 60s did this and they found they slept pain-free for two hours after watching comedy. So, you know, it's, it's, it's got to do with hormones, it's got to do with the, the brain oh, and so yeah, on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Jason, if people want more information on your clinic or want to look into this more, where can they go? It's the D4 Clinic. Is the Just look up D4 Clinic on uh, the internet and uh, you'll find it there. And also, we're doing a huge conference in April called the Irish Hypnotherapy Conference uh, for therapists and for people who want to learn about wow. hypnosis. So that's just the second year it is. Um, and my friend John Scanlon, another hypnotherapist, is running that. And we're getting people from all over the world coming because it's never been done in Ireland before. Again, it's done all over the world. Ireland hasn't got one until last year. So now we're doing that. And, Where's and that doing, happening? It's happening... Uh, out by the airport hotel but if again if you look up Irish Hypnotherapy Conference you'll find details about that for any therapists uh, counsellors doctors dentists we're sort of bringing all those people explaining because dentistry again another thing oh my god we get people who won't go to the dentist teeth falling out because they're afraid of the, or they're afraid of the needle or they're afraid of the dentist yeah. and again it's something that we can uh, we can help people with uh, and then also just on a secondary note we're also doing an event in Kilmacook Croaks up the road on 19th of April a fundraiser that's demonstrating how we can do hypnosis for people uh, and having a bit of fun in the process 
process as well. So that's mm-hmm. what's really good about it. We can do the serious stuff, but we can also, you know, get your cousin up and, and turn him into a chicken if you want Amazing. To. I love that. It's really, really interesting stuff. Thank you so much for coming in. There we go. That was a psychologist and clinical hypnotherapist, Jason O'Callaghan. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.